0: it's that time gamer nation grab your drinks get some snacks and plug in your headphones because you are now connected to next on the sticks welcome gamers of all ages i'm your host zach rogers along with my co-host morgan pangle how's it
1: going morgan hey man I'm doing okay, you know. I, I took a couple of L's today in Cars Race-O-Rama, so I'm just trying to uh, recuperate from those. But overall, doing all right, man. I hate it when you when you take too many L's in Race-O-Rama and get you down. But
0: I'm here to lift you guys, your guys' spirits right now because I know we've talked about Call of Duty before. I mean, it was a whole forty-two minute episode, and uh, it's 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 a doozy. But today we want to go a little beyond Call of Duty, a little broader. Um, and we want to talk about other FPS games. Uh, if you don't know, first-person shooter, we want to talk about other games in that genre. Man, I don't know. I always, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, I
1: want to play video games.
0: That's the first thing I want to play. It's just a good FPS game.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't really get much better than the FPS uh, when you're just trying to play a little casual. You know, sometimes you just want to go out there and you want to, you want to take a weapon and you want to feel like you're in the game. Hey, that's what those FPS games are for. Hey, man, it keeps
0: you immersed in the game, and it's like you're actually holding the weapon. It's like you're actually doing the actions. We love uh,
1: game immersion here on Next on the Sticks. Yes,
0: we do. And speaking of immersion, speaking of realism, I want to talk about Battlefield. Battlefield is one of those games where, I mean, like when you think of Battlefield, you immediately think of Call of Duty because the Call of Duty and Battlefield are the two biggest in this genre, in this FPS genre, but Battlefield actually came out first before Call of Duty. Um pretty sure it was the late nineties. I mean this was the go-to first person shooter. This is a go-to, hey I want a boots on the ground immersion game to take me into the action of and uh, into into war, into the battlefield, pun no pun intended. But Battlefield is just a great game if you want to get into just the intricate intricacy of war and just, like, actual battles. Um, I know uh, Battlefield 3, You can it's more modern, so you can jump into tanks, you can jump into vehicles um, uh, in the multiplayer and, like, have 30v30, 30 30v30 30, um, 30 30 games, and you can jump into helicopters, ju- jump into airplanes, fighter jets. And you can do anything you want within those within those boundaries. Uh, you can just fly around, shoot people, and crash into the ground if you want to. But that's that's the beauty of Battlefield. And it gives you the this option of choosing what you want to do within the multiplayer. Um, it's it's different from Call of Duty because Call of Duty you more have like the six v six, the five v five, small maps. But so Battlefield's Huge maps. I'm, I'm talking huge maps where you have 20, like I said, 25v20, 20v20, 30v30, where it just spans this large amount of land and you just have a lot more to to traverse and just a lot more to do. And I'm not, not necessarily saying it's better, but it's just if you like that open openness of those multiplayer maps, then Battlefield is your game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've got Battlefield 1, uh, and I bought the, uh, like a year ago, I bought the on Black Friday, I think. I bought like the special edition, ultimate game of the year. It's got all the DLC and everything. Um, and I've played a, a decent amount of the story and a little bit online. It's not, it's not my cup of tea necessarily, but I do enjoy a lot of things it has to offer. Um, But I'm going to move us in a direction that is a little less realistic. I'm going to move us to Wolfenstein, um, more specifically the newer Wolfenstein games, not the old classics, but the newer Wolfenstein games um, where uh, they take place in a – excuse me. They take place in a post-apocalyptic, if that's what we we would call it as Americans' world, where Germany – actually won World War II, uh, and the entire world is under the giant German boot. Um, There is no democracy. There is no freedom. It is all fascist German, Um, and it's very interesting to play um, as uh, an American soldier who survived uh, that was thought dead, and he joins a resistance, and you fight back against the German rule, but the Germans develop robots and different technologies, so it is an incredible, incredible game. Um, definitely falls under the lines of an adventure game, but definitely a first person shooter because there's so many gun options you have. You can upgrade your guns and it all revolves around, I mean, your guy is a gun specialist, BJ Blaskowitz. That's his name. That sounds like a guy that would know how to use a gun. Um, I mean, there's a level in the second game, you're in a wheelchair and you're still wielding a machine gun like an absolute pro, um, You know, the game, it's a great FPS game. I recommend it to everyone. Um, It's a good story-based game, but it also has a lot of cool FPS on which you fight a lot of enemies. You die a lot. Um, So if you're still looking for that FPS enjoyment, but you're looking for a single-player story-driven experience, Wolfenstein is a good game for you. Uh, I think it's pronounced Wolfenstein. Uh, I'm going to say Steen, um, you know, because that's how I pronounce
0: it. Okay, you know, you do you, man. Hey, Wolfenstein, I, I necessarily have like too much experience playing it myself, but I have watched a lot of gameplay and man, let me tell you, good story, um, good gameplay. Man, is that gory. Really gory. Um, cannot tell you the first time I watched it, I was like, this, whoo, this is an intense game. But I mean, I love my history and, it's fun looking at that alternate history and seeing, it like, oh, what if the Nazis, what if Germany won World War II? But um, I want to go, I want to move into, yeah, I want to go to something completely different from Wolfenstein. And it it's not even about a story necessarily. It, it's more about the multiplayer. I want to talk about Overwatch. Now, Overwatch is an amazing game created by Blizzard, um, I believe, back in 2016. It is Pretty much all multiplayer, but but the facet of Overwatch is that it's more like an AMOBA. And what I mean by that, in AMOBA, you have different characters with different special abilities that you can choose before the matches. And that's what Overwatch is, but but it's it's an FPS, so you're in first-person mode. So you get to choose these different abilities and these different characters, and you get to play as them but in uh, like in the fps mode and it's so interesting to see how these different like characters and these different classes like you have offense defense um, you have heavies Uh, it's it's interesting to see how these like come together Uh, especially like in a 6v6 you need to have cohesiveness if you're, you're going into competitive mode and especially if you want to win these matchups, because certain characters um, deal more damage or better against other certain characters, and you got to strategize a little bit. That makes Overwatch just so special and so unique, because it takes this um, a moba f- feeling, where you, usually Amoba's a MOBA's third person, you're controlling around the area, but you bring that to an, an FPS, and, and it creates a whole unique experience.
1: Yeah, you said you got to have conversation um, and cohesiveness during competitive gameplay. I'll tell you what, my competitive Overwatch experience, no cohesiveness. Uh, we've got <laughs> medics running that. around trying to be attack medics. They're out there just, yeah, Mercy's just shooting. Just, I mean, they're oh, not man. healing anybody. Don't uh, even get me started on Lucio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lucio, uh, he's an attack. He's not a medic, right? I got <laughs> he plays like I mean, technically,
0: he's still a healer.
1: Yeah, and... Um, yeah, Overwatch, uh, really fun game. Um, I've been caught a couple bad words online before from some <laughs> people under the age of 10, but the community isn't terrible, um, and I enjoy a lot of the characters. So, yeah, Overwatch, hey, if you're looking for a game where you can you can grind, but you don't need to have cohesiveness to have a good time, Overwatch is for you. I want to take us back into the single-player uh, land. With the Borderlands series, I'm talking Borderlands 1, I'm talking Borderlands 2, I'm talking Borderlands the pre-sequel, I'm talking Borderlands 3, um, whatever spinoffs there might be um, on, on mobile games or rip-offs. But Borderlands is a game centered around guns. I mean, guns are the focal point of the game. In Borderlands 3, there's over a million guns you can get, different variants, different abilities. Um, that was the selling point. I mean, there's a gun with legs that was in the trailer. I mean, and I've played Borderlands 3 extensively, and I can tell you that guns are the focal point of the game. I mean, your personality runs through your guns. You do so many things with your guns. That's all there is. Um, I mean, it's basically idolatry of guns. I mean, it's just guns, 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 guns. And it's it's such a fun game. A lot of great dialogue, and it's story-driven as well. And the story's pretty good, don't get me wrong. But if you want an FPS that feels wacky, but at the same time, you want to have the option to have a shotgun in one hand and a sniper rifle in the other, and then somehow be accurate with both, man, Borderlands is the game for you. A lot of good stuff. Um, big Borderlands fan here. It's a, it's a mature game. Uh, there's a, there's some there's some content I wouldn't recommend to to a lot of to a lot of kids. But hey, you know I played it when I was I was a teenager and look, I turned out okay, mom. So
0: yeah, Borderlands. You know, I can't say too much about this. Uh, you know, I really started getting into, but just like being surrounded by Borderlands and what it has to offer from you, Morgan, and uh, I don't know. I'm still, it's not
1: my type of game. You know, you did attempt one of the Borderlands three boss fights Mm, um, last year, and it did not go well. It was the hardest boss fight. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what turned me off. Of the <laughs> Borderlands boss fights are difficult, my friend. Now, Borderlands 3, the final boss fight is not difficult at all. But, I was going to say. Yeah, uh, someone who was completely new to the series beat that in one try, and that tells you how strong Lilith was in Borderlands 3. Um, but I can tell you that a lot of the boss fights are hard, and Zach can testify that the couple times he tried, he did not get close to winning. Um, whoa, well, whoa, whoa. I got kind of close. <laughs> he got kind of close. I mean there were two stages. He only did half of one, but it's okay. Um, but you know, he did he did all right. And Borderlands, listen, fun game. Not for everybody, but like I said, it was for me. Um and a completely different game I'm gonna take us into directs for is Counter Strike. Now we've had we've got Counter-Strike, Counter Strike Source, Counter-Strike Go. Um all three games are a good are are a simulation. Um someone like Call of Duty, a little more realistic though. You've got terrorists, you've got counter terrorists, and that's that's it. Um you know, your object is to diffuse defuse a bomb or to capture a point. A lot of similar game modes like Call of Duty, but the game runs a little more realistic. Um, it's a PC game, so you're going to play with the PC community, not the not the online Xbox, PS4 community. Um, and, you know, you can get in CSGO especially. You know, skins are really popular for knives, for guns, um, and they go upwards of thousands of dollars online. So c- people have made a lot of money playing CSGO. Um, and it's it's a game that... Um, runs really well on PC. You don't even need a good PC to play it because you know it's so simple. The graphics aren't that great, but it still plays. It still plays like a complex game, and I've had a lot of fun playing it.
0: Yeah, specifically CS:GO. I have a little experience playing with it, but I honestly mostly know and got into CS:GO because of like the trick shots kind of thing, like uh, three sixty no scopes or like in like you could do different custom maps where you can take the knives and just run off the wall and just do do some park hardcore parkour. That's what I got into. Not necessarily for the multiplayer, uh, you know, six on six, whatever it was, defusing the bombs, terrorists, counter terrorists. Uh, but it was mostly for the trick shots, and I really enjoyed that um, that part of it. But I I think are we we am I assuming that we're gonna talk about a similar game.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I of course know. we got to talk about Cars race of rama Zach. I don't know. Oh, do. yeah. Cars Race-O-Rama. So another first-person shooter, Cars race of rama revolves around Chick Hicks getting his revenge on Lightning McQueen. Oh, well, I'm getting a <laughs> call from our producer. Um, cannot talk about Cars race of rama apparently. Not a first-person shooter. Oh, okay. Um, hey, so man, I should have known to... about this. I'm the director. <laughs> yeah, instead, we'll be talking about Team Fortress 2, one of my personal favorite games. I've got over 500 hours of it on Steam. Now you want to talk about skins and stuff making money. This is a game where items are pretty great, and I've made money personally off of this game that I've been able to sell items on Steam um, and buy some Steam games with it. So pretty solid there. It's where I learned how to to make money in video games. But Team Fortress 2, we talked about Overwatch being class based, and Team Fortress 2 is kind of an earlier version of that. You've got nine classes. Um, you've got you know you got the light and nimble scout. Um, you've got the soldier. Uh, you've got the pyrotechnic or the flamethrower. Um, you have the uh, Grenader, the, the explosive expert. You have the Heavy with a minigun. Uh, you have the Engineer, uh, very similar to Torbjorn in Overwatch. If you play, if you are an Overwatch player, um, you have the Medic, you have the Spy, and then you've got the Sniper. And each of these classes plays one hundred percent differently. Um, and it's a lot. It's a very simple game, but with a, a great premise. The characters are fun. The online community is okay. Uh, depends who you get with. You get with a great group of people. You could get with some some people. Um, but, you know, it's a great first-person shooter. Very simple. You're not going to get incredible gun, gun play. You're not going to be able to quick scope like a master. But for what it is, Team Fortress 2 um, is a pretty great game. You know, it has different game modes. You can play offline if you want with bots. Um, and Team Fortress 2, pretty solid game. Uh, I don't I know Zach does not have a whole lot of experience with it, but still, I recommend it to him.
0: Hey, I will say TF2, um, you know, for me, like, I haven't played it too much, but it paved the way for Overwatch a little bit, like that same kind of cohesiveness and same kind of um, idea and concept. But oh, wait, wait, I think, I think I'm think i getting a call. Uh, yeah, Halo. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Halo, one of my favorite games and one, one of the first games I've ever, FPS games I've ever played, and one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, Halo, uh, was it CE? Uh, combat evolved, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach, not Halo 4, Halo 5. It's fine. But, like, the, I will say the first three original games are amazing. I mean, when Halo uh, Combat Evolved first came out, I mean, it was brand new concept. You're, like, in necessarily like, you're in the future. Um, but it's still got that, um, you know realistic boots on the ground combat kind of modern modernized but you have like you're fighting against aliens fighting against the covenant and you have you know your own weapons which is like military based uh I, like your assault rifles and your pistols but then you can you have the ability um in i mean in the campaign and in the multiplayer you have the ability to pick up these alien weapons that um all perform uh differently you know, you got heavy, yeah, heavy weapons. You got the Needler, uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, you just, you got tons and tons of different options and abilities. But I mean, the one thing that Halo is 100% known for is Master Chief. Is the character of Master Chief, um, John One One Seven, just an iconic character that will go down in gaming history forever. That he's just a stoic. He's a brute. He's got such a backstory to him, but you don't know that for like the first game or two. You just go and you're like, "Oh, I gotta fight aliens." Okay, but you're you're a BA doing it, you know? You're you're. And some of the some of the missions, and I would say specifically Halo Three, we have to fight like these big giant uh, spider things. I'm pretty sure they're called, called scarabs, and you just have to take down these spiders, and it's so epic. And, I, you know, that's just so memorable for me. I know I'm probably talking from bias. I'm probably talking um, from nostalgic purposes. But I will definitely recommend this game, not for just the campaign, but for the multiplayer. Because the multiplayer was interesting, and it kept – it stayed pretty much the same for the first three games, where you don't really have a sprint. You have Different controls from like Call of Duty and from Battlefield, but it, it makes the game interesting and it makes it its own. And just having these six v six uh game modes, capture the flag. We also have Grift Ball, and Grift Ball is probably one of my favorite game modes of all time because uh, you it's you have to take you're on two there's two teams on separate sides and you have to take the ball from the middle and score it on the other teams. Um, Uh, goal which seems simple but it's hard in practice what the point i'm trying to get is halo whether it's the campaign whether it's the multiplayer whether it's any other game modes that it offers it overall is such a good game and such a good franchise
1: yeah hey zach what's your favorite halo game halo 3 halo 3 wow solid solid i played a lot of halo 2 actually multiplayer offline um with friends and stuff, where I kind of picked up the uh, I don't remember the name. What's the name of the sword? Um, it's just a sword. Uh, the sword, the late, the yeah, the alien sword. Um, yeah, it's just called the sword. Oh, uh, okay. I just like using that. I don't know. I, I thought I didn't play I played a whole lot of Halo, but I know, um, a lot, I, of hey, people, a lot of people enjoy it. Uh, your dad enjoys it. Um, mm-hmm. he's a pastor, you know, pastor approved Halo, but hey, Halo's a fun game. I mean, I've played a whole lot, of lot about it, but I enjoyed the multiplayer. I enjoyed a lot of the different things you can do. And hey, low. Anyway, Zach? Hey, man, quick little anecdote. I remember um,
0: back like in Halo 2 Glory days, I was a little too young, but I remember my dad, and he was a youth pastor, and he had, like, for his youth group, at like, at my house, had different, or had a uh, number of TVs set up around the house, and we all connected like via LAN. So we had a LAN party and we just played Halo 2 for like the entire night. And it was probably one of my favorite experiences ever. Um, but I want to talk about another game that is Dark. Though that is kinda like Halo, but super gritty, super dark gritty, super dark.
1: Ah yes, oh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls is an incredible FPS. it yeah. starts
0: with a D, but it's Doom.
1: Oh, Doom, my bad.
0: Not nah, your Dark Souls, but <laughs> Oh, Dark Souls is a is an infuriating game, but Doom Man, let me tell you, Doom is eh, like it's from the first iteration in the nineties to the first, to the to the last two that came out, one in 2016 one in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was this year, 2020. Um, I mean, it's a super simple concept that you have, you are on this alien world. Um, you just need to survive. You have all these weapons and all these, like, massive, you have all these abilities, and it's just you against... The aliens against the demons against the world, and I mean, you can tell from the music when you play it, that it's super intense. It's super, it's metal, and you just—it is crazy.
1: Let me tell you. Yeah, Doom is such an interesting guy. I mean, it's simple. It's a shooter. I mean, you're just shooting demons and and devils and so many various monsters. Um, you're just shooting them up blowing their heads off and you know it's a pretty incredible game overall um you know the original doom is very simple to now you have doom eternal um which is incredible um and i've played a little bit of it's very gory very violent maybe not for the faint of heart because there's jump scares and a lot going on um but i'm a big fan of doom overall Um, a lot of good stuff and uh, I recommend it to those that are looking for a straight FPS where they can just jump in and shoot some things. You don't have to go online. You don't have to hit, hear any 12-year-olds talking about your family members. You can just get in there and just shoot some monsters. Yeah, well say, Just like you
0: said from Borderlands, Morgan, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, I'm well saying. Yeah, you got to be weary for blood and guts and just tearing up people with a chainsaw. You know, I want to talk about a game that... I wouldn't. It is popular, but it's not as popular as some other some of these other games. I want to talk about Titanfall. Titanfall. If you just looked at it from the outside, you're like, "Oh, it's just a simple FPS game. It's just multiplayer. You know, player v player, like any other FPS that has a multiplayer." But it is so unique in the fact of you as the player. You know, you have you have a gun. You have these abilities, but you also have a super sized giant mech with all these abilities that you get to jump into um one might say a titan yeah a titan no it's called a Jaeger just kidding oh got it no but yeah these is titanfall when I mean, you jump into these titans and you gain these abilities and <laughs> especially if the other team and the other players don't have titans you just smack them and you just shoot them and it's that that easy. But it's just so interesting for Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Um just to uh just the gameplay aspect of it, you know? Uh like you're you're so used to just having the FPS you know, just like player V player, just having your gun as a regular person, but um having these Titans it makes it more strategic. You like when do you deploy your Titan? Um where do you deploy it? Do I wanna do I want to do it over here next to their point or next to their enemies? or don't want to do it um, close to mine. And it's super simple. It's a super simple concept, but um, one
1: that Titanfall and Titanfall Two do really well. Yeah. So with the Titans, um, like you mentioned, you got to be strategic about it because it's not like you can just keep summoning them like it's nothing. You got to wait. Um, and when there's other Titans running around, you best be in a Titan because uh, if you're running around with uh, no Titan. Uh, They're going to be squashed. Um, Now, they call it Titanfall. I'm not sure why. Um, You know, there's a Titan, uh, and then it falls from the sky. But I'm not sure what the name correlation is there. Uh, Maybe a genius could figure that one out. But solid game overall. I've only played a little bit, but I really enjoyed those Titan-on-Titan battles. When you come across another person who has their Titan fresh, full health, you've got your Titan with its special abilities, you know, what you chose its primary weapon to be. Um, Those fights can be really fun. Uh, Not like your normal FPS. Um, So... I recommend it to those looking for a, a, a new type of adventure. I know the community on, the community on Titanfall Two is still active, um, so you can go oh, and they find definitely are. Games. So you could go and find some good games, um, and I'm sure you can get the game for a, a solid deal.
0: Yeah, you definitely can. And I if you go to GameStop, it's probably like five, ten dollars, fifteen dollars. But hey, I mean, Titanfall One didn't have uh i only had a multiplayer but timefall 2 has a, has a single player if you want to get into that but speaking of speaking of like single player and multiplayer those two kind of like cross the line um with destiny and destiny 2 both have um are this the one and the same just uh destiny 2 is a continuation uh with the story but destiny um pretty much it's it's an open world fps multiplayer game like there is really no single player because you can have uh it's all online actually there's there's no offline mode you have uh you don't have to you can go solo but for some of these missions and some of these like territories and stuff uh and maps cool. and worlds you want to have people with you because some of the enemies are hard um but You, like, on a whim, if you're in these, like, open areas, you can have one of your buddies, one of your friends, just hop on the game and just help you out. I mean, it's 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 super revolutionary. Um, Maybe not revolutionary. They probably weren't the first to do it, but they do it so well, and they have such a dedicated community um, to this. And along with, like, this concept, uh, you like, the single-player open world, you also have the multiplayer, it's called the Crucible, where, I mean, it's pretty much, like, every other, it's pretty much every, like, Call of Duty, um, you know, Overwatch, but you have, as a Guardian, you have these certain abilities, like, you have these supers, where you can go to different trees and different classes to um, to have different abilities, and you have different elements, um, like Void, um, arc solar and it just gives it gives you a certain um variety in the gameplay and what you're doing and i don't know i put so many hours into this game especially when it first came out um in 2014 2015 and one of one of the great things about destiny is the raids well, so like these raids are like, wow, World, world of Warcraft, um, but I mean, they're more, they're more smaller, the more strategic, and, and it's FPS, but these raids are for, they can be for the casual player, but they're for the more dedicated and the more advanced people to get a team together, a team of six, to beat these certain bosses and these certain, um, uh, these certain puzzles that you have, and... It really brings like the end game content to a whole new level um, from like, any of these other games um, that have that are just basic multiplayer, single player that don't really have an, a, too much of an end game. But this this gives you more like oh I, I gotta gear up I got to uh, get with my teammates and we gotta work through this together. The raids are a great great way to do that.
1: Yeah, I am not a Destiny player, and I can't really give my two cents on this, but I have a lot of friends that enjoy Destiny. I've never really hopped on with them, but hey, you know what? It's a popular game, so they got to be doing something right. Speaking of another popular game that I think does things right, our last game today we're going to be talking about is another pretty much single player game, unless you talk about their most recent installment. I'm talking about the Fallout franchise. Now, up until Fallout Three, it was not an FPS. It was strictly RPG. It was a it it was a um. You clicked um, and you talked to people, and you clicked to move your character. I mean, it was on the you know early computers. It was a uh, very very basic computer game, but it evolved into. Um, FPS. Now Fallout 3 was the first installment of this. Fallout New Vegas continued with it. Um, and then Fallout 4 was really the peak of the gunplay, and now Fallout 76. It's like a Fallout 4 clone, but an online version. And the thing that makes Fallout first-person shooting so different is that a lot of the guns um, can either be normal guns or they're energy weapons. Um, and they're all a lot of them are either all, you know they they are historical weapons because of the post apocalyptic feel um, or they're they're because it 's the future they're they are uh, futuristic energy weapons and the what makes fault unique is the VATs system and this system allows you to to slow down time for a second, choose where you want to shoot the person and and fire now you have a certain percentage of if you 'll hit that person or not, and you use your action points for that um which is also your stamina, so it, it can be risky, um, and, and you can be played like a traditional FPS. You can go in guns a blazing; you're not limited, or you can go do the FPS route, or excuse me, the Vats route, where you can cl- where you click where you want to shoot the guy and aim and hope you hit him. Um, if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do, um, and it can be a risk, but it, it's definitely different, especially for players that want to play Fallout. But they're not exactly the FPS type. Um, it's a good way to introduce them to the genre. Uh, Fallout has an excellent story. Fallout Three story is good. Fallout New Vegas uh, might be the best installment of the series, and Fallout Four has its ups and downs, but is overall solid. Um, and Fallout Four introduced the laser musket with the Minutemen faction, um, a Revolutionary War reference, and the laser musket is a combination of a musket um, and a laser rifle taped on it. And let me tell you, it is quite fantastic. Um, It's in fallout. You find those types of interesting weapons. You can customize them. They've also got the creation club where you can find mods and purchase them using your Bethesda dollars um, to unlock new guns and skins. And while I'm not the biggest fan of in-game purchases, I do think they, they do reward you for what you pay for and you can earn them as well. So, uh, Fallout has it has been an FPS ever since 2008, the release of Fallout 3, and it looks like it continues to be that in the future as Fallout 76 continues to get updates. Um, it had one recently. Yeah, it had a it had a Fallout 6 uh, update a few days ago, actually. So, did it really? No, oh, it flopped. It flopped terribly. It's actually now it. Uh, I don't play it. A lot. I have it. I really don't play it a lot. Yeah, I don't like it a whole lot. To be honest, I don't like the online feeling. But I will say that the community is a lot stronger now, and people are kind of settling down and saying, you know what, this isn't such a bad game. And they've made a lot of changes based on feedback, so shout out to Bethesda for that. Um, to me, it's still the, the weakest installment in the FPS Fallout series, but I, it's, I'm glad to see that people are still enjoying it now. Not and, and like you said, at release, it was a train wreck. It flopped. It was terrible. Um, but But it's picked itself up a little bit. Hey man, that's what's important.
0: Uh, like as a developer, you want to listen to the feedback of your fans because, I mean, ultimate, you ultimately you're serving your fans. You're serving the the people who buy the game, and they if they have criticism and they're like, "Hey, we, like this is an idea. I think you can make this better." I think you should definitely listen to that. Not if you're and, EA. Uh, not if you're EA developers you of Battlefield, right. which we talked about yeah? earlier. Yeah, they def- they they definitely listen, um, they definitely listen to criticism, um, but I believe that is all we have for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. That is all we have. This has been Zach Rogers and Morgan Pangle on next on the sticks. <laughs>